Come on. Hello there. Welcome to the KMS wrap-up show for July 8th, 2021. It was extra time. We got a bonus show today. Uh, it was very exciting. It was unexpected. Kirk announced it yesterday that we would be going live this morning. I thought it was. I thought it was. A, it was a fun show. There was. Uh, there was. You know, screaming back and forth. It was. It was great. Uh, I am joined today by his name is Dave the Snake. Uh, <laughs> after after today, apparently his old boss told Kirk, "Don't trust him." Uh, I I said I didn't trust him. Kirk said he didn't trust him. Just no. No one seems to trust Dave Cullinane. You so, have a you have a bullshit excuse for your reasoning. Yours is what? Don't trust anybody. You're the old Stone Cold Steve anyone. Austin DTA. My, my my thing is, my thing is is Dave. Like we wouldn't be like you wouldn't get yourself in these sticky situations if you just didn't trust anyone. Like the whole thing with with Kelleher. Well, that's kind of that's kind well that's kind of my mentality on how I communicate with people, right? Like I don't I don't have I don't have any preconceived notions, right? I'll talk to anybody. I don't judge anybody. I need to take that same approach or maybe that's what's getting me in trouble. That's what's making me the snake. I am apparently, I don't know. Maybe I need to start talking to less people. I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, you did seem, I will say you did seem very offended when Kirk asked me, do you trust Dave? And I said, no, <laughs> you, seem, you, you, you seem to really take that personally. Well, uh, because, so- beca- because I think you're bullshitting. Cause I think you told the truth in that moment. And now you're saying, don't trust anybody. Like you're, I think you're making that up. I don't know. You can convince me otherwise, but I feel I'm like make, you're thinking I, I'm making up not trusting you or you're thinking I'm making up don't trust anyone. I, I think you're making up don't trust anybody. I think it was authentic when you said you don't trust me, which, yes, in all honesty, you, you said that and I was shocked, shocked. <laughs> yes, I know. You can see it on your face. You're like, Jesus Christ. And then you say something about me sucking Kirk's dick or something like that. And Kirk just well, tells that was you when you. Up. Well, you would admit that, right? You said you hated me purely on the basis of that course, yes. Kirk was giving me shit or I worked for Jerry or whatever. So, I mean, that is a fair comment, right? Yes, that you were. It is, yeah, it okay. is. Yeah, it's very right. fair. Right. Uh, I, I, but I would say, uh, you know, I, I don't trust Mike. I don't trust <laughs> many people in this in this thing. Uh, but like, it depends on like, what do you mean by trusting by? Like, I should know that if I'm talking to you about anything, it could be brought up for content, no matter what. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, because at the end of the day, what we're talking about is the show, and mm-hmm. that's how we met through the show, right? And so it's yep. Kirk's shows. I feel like our communication is primarily like almost like Kirk's property in a way, as weird as that sounds. Mm-hmm. So, not that anything would ever be manipulative in any way, but if you had some kind of honest conversation you want to have, we know what can go on the show and not or whatever. But yeah, I don't, I honestly don't even see that coming up. That hasn't even that hasn't gotten there yet. I don't see it getting there in the future so but there's i mean there's been times where like I, I was talking to mike about something and then he brought it up on the show or certain things not not anything like personal important but like i just think it's commonplace where if you work for kirk you know things you bring up off the air are probably going to get brought on on yeah. the air i mean yeah and you, you and you know it's not in a malicious way right yeah. like it, it's it's coming up and it's just a natural thing it's a natural conversation to happen amongst people that work together and communicate often on a daily basis so i think that's normal do you, do you trust me? Do I trust you? Yes, I do. I honestly do. Yes. You do? Yes, I do. But I but that's not... So your thing is don't trust anybody, and I do trust everybody. So well, that's my problem. Well, my thing is, is, is define trusting someone. So like 
when I say like, do I think you're like, you have, you're looking out for the show? Yes, I do. Do I think you're trying to do what's best for the show? Absolutely. Uh, do I think you're trying to, you know, somehow turn this into, I know some people are convinced that you're trying to use this as a stepping stool for bar stool. I don't believe that. Uh, there are a whole bunch of different ways you can define trust, but I think when it just comes down to the generic, do you trust Cullinane? I guess right now it would just be no, just because just from lack of working together and, you know, I don't, I don't want to be, I'm not quick to, not, I don't want to say change opinions on someone but i guess i, I would have say been, i have been more than fair in not that like i don't even mean it in that way but like even our conversations they're super collaborative there's no like bossy oh, yes. no, there's no bossy relationship i always no. like warn you too about some of the stuff that we do is very like these tasks that aren't always like sexy in the content mm-hmm. world right and i always say like you got to make sure you find what creative thing that you like and try new shit it's like even the gatsby thing like i would never give you shit on that because you tried something right and, it was and even if it, it and it was a brilliant idea even if it fails it's like you know what at the end of the day you tried something you had an idea you executed the idea even if it falls on your face you learned something from it and you had a good time probably i assume so yeah no i i i think that's a fair fair point i would just say like i don't know ask i i think it would be ask me at the end of july the, the next thing do you do you just just the generic thing because because if you ask like things by thing like do you trust Colin with this do you trust Colin with this it's all going to be yes but the blanket of just I, I just have an issue very, very very dramatic view I think at the end of the day too nobody get I mean you and I our trust issues are never going to come up like this the thing that really is insanity to me is him saying that Jerry Callahan called me a snake yes. is and I can't even I'm trying not to go into like insanity mode that i go into on the show i hope the wrap-up is a little more tame for me and i don't go off the deep end but that is literally insane like it is literally insane for jerry to call me a snake i've done nothing but try to help him i understand that i made a poor by the way let me word this correctly a poor recommendation right i don't hire people for jerry callahan Mm -hmm. i made a poor recommendation and that's that like it's as simple as that every other aspect i have been helpful I've tried to help him grow his show. I want it to succeed. For him to call me a snake is is crazy. bananas. Is, is bananas. Crazy. Bananas. Is 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 crazy. And I I will say I think you've from what I can tell these past couple of weeks it seems like you've gone above and beyond, you know, what a normal producer would have done when they switched jobs with Jerry. I know Jerry isn't the most tech savvy person, so having someone who kind of knows what they're doing in the hiring process of a new producer is good. I truly don't blame you for the I, what was his name matt producer matt uh, uh oh dave the first one dave, dave. yes yeah, um yeah. i don't blame you for for that i think you know you you just got god i mean it happens to everyone people lie all the time and you know the only way you can kind of figure that out is through trial and error so i i think if jerry somehow blames you for that and if jerry's telling kirk don't trust you I mean, yeah. that's that sound seems like an issue. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think I think the trust issue is now going to go the other way. I think Kirk is it's I'm calling bullshit on this one. There's no okay. way that Jerry Callahan called me a snake. It, I'm just calling it, it cannot it could not have played out like that. There's just no possibility. All right. Do you believe no that? Do you believe that uh, Jerry told Steve a couple of years ago? Kirk is crazy. Do not work with this man. You're making the worst decision of your life. I do, but as I said to Kirk today, I did not view it this, and maybe I had blinders on because I worked with Jerry right next mm-hmm. to him or whatever, at least at the Legacy Club at the time, we were right next to each other. 
I believe that he worded that in kind of the playful ball busting way, but that I said this on the show, I said it time and time again, Jerry is obviously obsessed with all things conservative media. Like he literally would probably blow the mailman who works at fucking Breitbart. You know what I mean? Like it's not even, I said this to his face. That's what he holds at the highest value. And so him thinking, him seeing the trajectory of Steve would obviously be like, he needs to keep following the Howie Carr path. Do you know what yep. I mean? And no matter what, honestly, anybody, Steve could have asked him about any job. He could have said, fucking, you could host the, you know, ABC News, the biggest platform in the world. If it's not Breitbart, he's going to say, don't do it. Like, so I didn't view it the same way Kirk did. I viewed it a little more as ball busty. And then I think, you know, I, and then the other stuff of like, even just exposing the text, I didn't really love that aspect just between the, but whatever, it is what it is. I didn't think it was as serious in that moment as Kirk handled it. But you know, I, listen, he's, he's well, obviously Steve read the text. He can, you know, they got to work that out. And Jerry would have to explain that. I'm just, I'm just giving my take on what I think happened, but Jerry's the one who has to answer that. So. Yeah, uh, I, I think like the fact that it all took place behind scenes yeah. and it wasn't really brought up like it's not like Jerry on, you know, came on his show and was like, oh, you know, Robinson's making the worst decision of his life. Like these were just texts he sent to Steve yep. behind the scenes. And I'm not sure Jerry ever thought they would like, you know, be brought to light. Yeah, but at the end of the day, Jerry, like Jerry's really good friends with Howie. He really respects that media. He really respects that show. And he's probably just saying, like, wait it out. And you got an entire radio network at your disposal. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's just, uh, that's that's how I took it. But whatever. I will say though, I've been I'm looking. So Howie Carr broadcasts live on YouTube every day. Yes. And uh, we do have more live viewers than the Howie Carr Radio Network on YouTube. That is not exciting. That is very exciting. Yes. Isn't yes. that? Exciting. How do people? By the way, because I know you monitored the chat to this and the chat. Let us know how are you guys liking the live stream? Obviously, you know what are we? Today was the fourth show on YouTube live, mm -hmm. right? Like I've, I've watched a lot and I'm not trying to like make excuses. Obviously, you know, a lot of the tech shit that happened, I own that shit, but I like, I was watching Lebitard show on YouTube and stuff and some of the shit that goes wrong and he's got like $50 million in equity oh, yeah. under his business. You know what I mean? It's like, you just, we talked about it this morning, like every show, something's going to go live with the live streaming aspect. And it's just, you got to learn each time from Enough. it and keep trying to improve it. I thought today on the tech side was the best day for YouTube. I don't know. It didn't seem like any, there were any issues whatsoever today. I agree. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. yeah it, and, it, thank God, and thank God, John Featherston of all people thinks the audio sounded good today. If, he, <laughs> if John, if Featherston didn't think it was good, oh my God, I would have lost my shit. Yes. Yes. I know. I, I saw he was, he was critical of, uh, of the audio in the past, but no, yeah. I think, I think everything went well today. I do like the, the live aspect. Uh, aspect of it i will say so I, I see some people saying on twitter like justin's not quote unquote respecting the chat i'm not yeah. entirely sure what they want me to do if they yeah. want me to like chime in it like you know kind of tap you on the shoulder to turn on my mic and say hey so uh you know kirk 5k is saying that uh that mike's looking a little sexy today and you know like i, I don't think i think well, that's it. We've we've talked shows. we we've talked about that, right? Like, I don't think Kirk would want the chat, right? I don't remember in radio if he looked at the text line at Weei that often. I don't know how how he would do seeing that. I don't know. I like I love feeding off the chat. Like the chat mm -hmm. takes me into like you know if you think Kirk's saying something and I'm an asshole going off the deep end from what he says. Like a chat room can literally rattle me in a second. And I love that shit. It can change the entire dynamic of the show. So I don't know. Maybe that's something we just randomly introduce to him over time and say, 
you know, I think I was telling you, like one of the platforms I use, you're able to separate the chat to take up your entire screen. So if like we could do that, so Kirk wasn't like forced to watch YouTube, he could just monitor the chat on one screen. That would be cool if he just like checked it out and read comments and see what happens. You know what I mean? Because you're always going to get ball busters in the chat. So yeah. he could go, you know, he could get pissed in one moment just seeing one comment, see what happens. So yeah, it was, uh, I know, I know that you can like make comments like a separate window. But I think we'd have to figure it out with like dual screen yep. monitors or something like that. But uh, but that's definitely something we will uh, look into again. Uh, one 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 quick thing before we get into the the uh, the difference, you know, the EEI being off the air and the whole like Mina fans just got to stay away from K Marco. Is real quick is I think the first thing I said to you after the show today, it wasn't said on the show. But uh, like me and me and you got we got to get some form of chair in there for for poor uh, poor Harry. Oh, it was the first thing we said when um, when Kirk brought Harry in the other day, and I didn't even really pick up on it when he said on the show like Harry's in the other office. I didn't really yep. pick up on that. Um, but we said that that day we were like, okay, if he's coming in here, we got to get <laughs> we yeah. got to get a desk we, and we, chair. We got to get something yeah, for this kid. Yeah. And we got an Xbox in there for him, so don't we? We're we're, we're hooking him up with that at least. Yeah, we'll, we're, we're we're gonna try to figure something out because I know as soon as the show ended and Kirk came in and was like, "Hey, hey, Harry," and then we heard we heard him talk, but like, <laughs> That's, oh, is he sitting on the floor again? Like, I, I know we so talked bad. about this. I know we talked about this, and I really feel bad. I I was hoping we could buy like a couple weeks before Harry came back in and it'd be waiting for him. So I'm kind of like upset that we didn't. Yeah. Because now no. we're doing this. You know, Kirk will watch this, and like now he's gonna know that we were already talking about that, but. Whatever, we'll figure it out for him for yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I'm sure something uh, something will come up. So, uh, I would say the big news of the day, other than you know the uh, Nichols situation and the Kelleher stuff, really was the Beyond Average podcast being kicked off of the pre Saco show, which is turning into, I will say, quite the pre show. It seems like. <laughs> It, more people well, though, though, though currently there's nothing there, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. So the reason for them getting kicked off was the one of the co-hosts, Mick, I believe it was, uh, tweeted at K. Marco to try to get his attention, saying something like, hey, I know you used to be a bartender. You can probably relate to this blog post, which I don't have a problem with if it's anyone else other than K. Marco. Like, you got to know that if you want to be affiliated in the smallest way with the Kirk Minahan world, that K Marco is enemy numero uno. He's yeah, uh yeah. And but I also think like I brought it up on the show. He did uh, well, I guess we did, I guess Mike was trying to say that Coley Coley might have had the blog by that point. I guess he probably there's got to be other ways around uh K Marco to get to pitch your blog. You know what I mean? Like there's got to be whether you got to a talent and they could bring you to the I don't know. I, I don't I think, know. I do I, I do kind of feel bad cuz they were just looking for exposure but you just went at the wrong guy. I don't think necessarily when I see those tweets, I don't I don't see it as them trying to get hired by Varstool. I see it at more as like them just trying to get a retweet out of people they're tagging. Yeah, that could well, so. that could be it. I mean, he was he was writing a blog post and trying to get that on the blog. I mean, either way, at the end of the day, he went and he reached out to somebody that obviously Kirk wants uh, no part of in this world unless he's ripping his balls off and feeding it to him. So yes. he went after he went he went toward the wrong guy and you know you pay the price. They were nice guys. We had lunch with them, right? And look what happened. Yeah, they were so. they were fine. I, I I will say at one point I was talking to them about like just deleting old tweets because nothing good can ever come from old tweets. Well, they said that on the podcast. I was telling you, and for some reason they stopped saying your name. It was like just. Ju- 
and then all of a sudden the name cuts out or whatever. So apparently you were talking about deleting tweets with this kid. I, I don't know. I said I deleted all my old tweets from like high school and middle school because nothing good can ever come from them from that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, they should have taken my advice. But now it's it's good. I mean, we know that this is someone who who knows if their loyalty. It, it sounds like they absolutely hate the Mina fans, which I don't necessarily hate the idea of a show going up there that hates the Mina fans. But I mean, you can't be playing buddy. Trust buddy. me. Trust me. He's he's, he's he's like me in the sense like he tries to reply to every single comment it's, that a minute. Fan, so even if it's hate, he loves every aspect of what's happening. So he can talk shit and say he hates them. He loves every single aspect of it. My thing today was like what VD did like that. Would, I mean, yes, you expose the K Marco factor that like got that gets you kicked out of Sako. But at the end of the day, like VD didn't do, I mean, I'm not trying to, this isn't shitting on VD. Like that's basic. You know what oh, I mean? Like yeah. that's, a, that's not VD being like a badass. That's basic. VD has got a lot more in him than that. Let's put it that way. So that was nothing. If that dude doesn't understand that that's a normal day on Twitter for Mina fans and hanging out and what they view this show as and collaborating and it's a hobby to them. It's they research different angles of it. Then he's just lost. Like he was just trying to use the show at the end of the day. So, yeah. So I, I will say it was kind of telling when I, you, you know you hear the audio from his podcast and he said that his end game was to get on the Kirk Minahan show once a yes. month. I think that's yeah. a little that was like okay, like let's pump the brakes a little bit. Well, in oh, fairness, yeah. all my all my third chair recommendations have not gone too far, so at least he was putting himself out there to potentially. Have you, uh, have you submitted to Kirk yet? That uh, that be the Beyond Pat Average podcast sits in once a week. Uh, I have not. I have not recommended that. I don't think that's ever going to that's going to get out there. But we do. I'm telling you, we need we need more names to toss at him. But he doesn't like trying new people. So, yeah, it is what it is. So, I'm interesting. I'm interested in seeing what uh, what Friday brings. If, if, if we're going with a similar approach to last week or what uh, what we you know plan on doing. But what what is your idea or like what is your thoughts on the idea where if you had contact or have you know played footsie with an enemy in the past just being like cut out of them in a fan world uh because i i me personally i like the idea of you know just like cutting the shit and being like hey listen if there's a certain group of people that you know they're trolls or whatever you can interact with them blah 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 but i like the idea of having a list of hey you know if this person who deliberately has tried to harm the show, whether it be, you know, Martin Riesler, whether it be uh, K Marco or, or someone, you know, Shirley or someone of that. But if you're like playing footsie with them, then, you know, you're out. Like, this I would, is, this I would so assume fun. it, I would assume it depends on the action, right? Like if you're just like replying to a tweet and having like just a nonsense, you know, just a nonsense Twitter reply to something, it probably doesn't matter. But if you're asking that person for help, and you're trying to collaborate with that person, mm -hmm. I think that would be an entirely different beast. Or I think Kirk would look at that as an entirely different beast. Yeah. And like, I mean, it, it all comes down to, it doesn't really matter what we think about it. It, it yeah. all comes down to if, if Kirk says for some reason, you know, Michael Jordan isn't allowed on the YouTube channel, then Michael Jordan's not allowed on the YouTube channel. You know, it, all, it, all, it all comes down to Kirk. And I, I do think, you know, uh, I did make a mistake in not asking him or you, 
about the the reading, but um, I, I no, took- but you did. But hey, listen, you had the right because he did say like go to town on the YouTube. So it's just you know I I think that probably was just a lesson in communication for all of us. Just like mm-hmm. why not keep why not keep everybody in the loop? It's not like we have this monster team. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. We're not we're not alerting twenty people to some like big plan. So it's kind of like, hey, do you mind if I do this or what do you think if I do that? And everybody being on it, that's that's normal to me. You know, which is another thing I could give you shit about the fact of like when I have conversations with Kirk, if you're not on those conversations, I reach out to you and tell you about these things. I have no idea what you guys are planning for Sacco. I have legitimately no idea. (laughs) I mean, it's it's not like let's just say that like me and Kirk don't talk often enough where I think I should be texting you. Hey, I talked with Kirk about. Yeah, but I think that's everybody, by the way. Like, I don't think Kirk and I talk often enough. But if he tells me about an idea for the show, I may I do. I'll reach out to you or the next time I'm talking to you, I'll be like, oh, hey, by the way, he mentioned this. But it also seems like, you know, Kirk has had the opportunity to bring this idea to you and he seems to be holding that back. No, no, no. So, don't turn this away from. No, that's so, Kirk. So, so no, you're, turn, you're taking it away from like, you. Hey, you know, Kirk's trying to do this. You know, he's trying to do this. It would suddenly be like Kirk would be like, well, Justin, what the fuck are you doing telling people? I mean, I not to, you know, bring this back around, but it all comes down to like, who do I trust? And it was kind of brought up today. It's like, uh, I don't know. Do I, I think that, that I think that is more snaky than anything I have ever done personally, but I don't know. Listen, it's, it was funny anyway, but, but it, it is, I assume at some point, if he's acting as if it's a big deal, I'm sure uh, I'll be in the loop. And hopefully all I wanted to do was offer up my assistance to help, but I'm glad either way that you are, uh, in the loop and know what's going on because i wasn't at Saka last year so i actually to be honest with you i have no fucking idea what he's talking about like legitimately no idea yeah we're just gonna get mike really drunk again that's pretty much that's pretty that's pretty much the uh the idea so the last thing i kind of wanted to talk about which i don't think it was brought up enough on the show today you know they kind of poked fun at you know greg hill doing there which is incredible when kirk said like this is my joke you know they're they're doing my joke three years later the country 93.7 is the fact that look at the difference in reaction on the internet. I know we're like more in the Minifan world, but look at the reaction between EEI being off the air for two hours and the KMS show starting 10 minutes late on YouTube. The the reaction was completely, it was complete solar opposites. And I don't think this is just like based, like is just in the Kirk Minahan show world. I think if four years ago, if the Kirk and Callahan show for some reason was not on, for two hours and was not being broadcast, it would have been, everyone would have been talking about it. And I yeah. think just- Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I definitely agree there. Cause that show was such a, such a monster, but that show right now, the Greg Hill show, like they don't, they don't truly actually engage with their audience online and in, in any form. I think it's more, I think it's awkward where like radio is almost embarrassed to talk about that happening versus like, it just kind of is what it is. Right. Like I remember Kirk, Kirk alerted us that he was going to be 15 minutes late or whatever. And I had already scheduled a tweet, you know what I mean? And I looked over at you and I'm like, fuck, I wish I didn't do that because I care. I care about, you know, the listener's time or people who are sitting there waiting and, and they're thinking something that turned out to be inaccurate. Like, I wish I did that live instead of scheduled that out or whatever. These guys, like, they're so embarrassed on something that they can't even control. Like, to me, I would alert the audience and be like, just to let you know, this is a problem that's currently occurring for the show. Like, just a heads up before you get in the car. But they're like, I don't know, maybe there's like a radio thing that I completely missed. They're like so scared shitless to 
talk about that stuff or or to react to it or to do anything. Whereas I'm thinking more about the fan and how inconvenienced they are. You know what I mean? So it's basically like, hey, 93.7's down, but if you live in this area, maybe you can catch it here. Like you'd want to give them some sort of information, whereas they just hide from it completely. Yeah. Or, until or say like- until like a caller forces it. Like I I turned I saw the tweet that Kirk retweeted, and then I went and pulled up the stream. It never came up for, I was listening for an extra 30, it was like 30, 30 minutes on the stream. Nothing came up until a caller was like, oh, hey, you're still down, but X. And then Greg Hill like bitched about it for one second. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, they had, no. they, they were forced into saying these things versus being proactive, which was, that's just like a institutional radio issue where they're just like, they're, they have no instinct on their own. They have to like, they wait for other people to start doing shit. I don't know. It's just very strange to me. It's all weird. Yeah, I, I just think I just think that was was the chat. By the way, you were monitoring it. Was the chat when when we were a little bit late today? Because we were late twice. Technically, right? We said nine thirty yes, yesterday. We said 930, then we then said, said nine forty five, and then we still weren't till like nine fifty. I assume that people were giving us shit. In the oh chat. yeah, people were people were rioting. They thought it was yeah. a big conspiracy. Yep. It was a tech issue or whatever. Cullinane fucked up. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of uh, yeah hashtag bring back Steve. Yep. You know, just fair people just. Uh, just you know, taking liberty with with what they thought happened, yep. but uh, what well, it was also brought on the show today. Steve has a new profile picture. Yes. I love it. it. I think it's great. Um, I'm happy for him. He said no. He says he said he's in the wind. So no idea where he is right now. He could be in Montana, just <laughs> living it out with his wife. Steve and- is a. He looks like, and I said this from day one. Like I always thought the move with Kirk was a good thing for Steve from mm-hmm. political radio because I just think it. It like opened him obviously to Kirk's point today. Like we learned all this different stuff about Steve, but like it wasn't just this like boxed in political takes. Like now, whether it's good or not, I don't know. But now, like if Steve gets his own conservative radio show, like there is going to be aspects where he tries to fuck around. Where like when he was with Howie, his next show, if he took over for Grace, he wouldn't have been fucking around in any capacity because he learned from a person who doesn't fuck around in any capacity, right? Yeah. Like or or he learned from whatever. But now, like even the shirt, I was like I. I mean, I probably know I, I, we're not friends, but like I've known Steve a long time. Like mm-hmm. the shirt he was wearing in the profile picture was like, I, I don't know. I guess now because the show, I view him a little differently than I used to. But like eight years ago, the person who used to work in the same office with me was not wearing that fucking shirt that I yeah. saw in the profile picture. He definitely wasn't wearing the hat either. So he's definitely in the wind. It, it, I would sense that he's having a good time with it, too. So that's all that matters. But. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm just. I'm. I. I don't think we've seen the last of Steve. Whether it's you know it was mentioned, who knows if he has a role with the case going forward or if he has a role. I. I could see him. You know, calling in every now and then, or the show calling him just to to check in, see see what's up. Especially. Oh, he, oh, he's definitely on the case season two. That's let's lock that in. Let's just you put the so? odds out there. You think so? Lock it. Lock it in. I didn't even get the conversation, which is. Was it a little jarring in the moment? Sure. Do I understand it? At the end of the day, you built that thing with Steve. But uh, it's uh, let's lock that in. Let's just let's just let's just assume that that's. Happening. You want to assume? Just assume so. Yes, and it's fine. My wife will be very upset, but I will. Uh, I'll be fine with it. So, so the last thing I want to talk about before we wrap things up here is so you were taking some shit on Twitter from Murchison's Mouse and a couple other people because they were saying you were spiking parody songs. Yes. Now the song that was played it was I, I forget the exact gist of it, but it was Piano Man by Billy Joel. Yep. It was very well produced, but I will say like the references and the things did seem a little dated. I think it really would have hit two years ago. I think right at like right after the vigil, I think it would have been, would have been great. 
it did just seem kind of just a generic Cullinane song. Yep. Uh, have you kind of noticed now that you're like in the position of deciding what gets on the show that people are more like, hey, we thought Cully was going to be this like all encompassing, you know, just putting out anything fan content to do on the show. And but now, like, there has to be some sort of threshold. Yeah, I think we I think we put a lot of focus on the YouTube last week and promoting the YouTube and working on the YouTube that we probably didn't do the best job kind of promoting that Minifan HQ that we have where people can very easily submit their content there. So I think that's the biggest takeaway. I don't necessarily think it's about me. My thing today, I I, I don't even think we got into it, but actually we did at some point. But like I I always felt like if we were going to play like parody songs, I wouldn't want to just have one. I would want to have at least two of them so we could go back to back. And so on the first show, we had that uh, Steve's a liar guy one. And um, it just ended up like having a life of its own, the conversation. And then the show ended. So I missed from a timing perspective playing that. I did have it. I did plan to bring it up. I just missed it. And then it just didn't come up really the next two shows. And we didn't have another one submitted because I didn't promote or we didn't. However, I didn't promote submitting parody songs on the Minifan HQ. So I got to do a better job at at telling people like how they can crowdsource content there. So people feel because uh, it is super easy to do. There's people that have submitted at least that song that came today from Rock Opera. like Which he, was excellent, by the way. But he never like he used to email parody songs, I assume. Yep. Like he, he never emailed or reached out and DM'd. He just went to Minifan HQ and did it. So it's clearly like an easy to use operation for people to do it. I just think we got to get that message out there and then I'll start kind of ramping up and, and things like that. So it's the, I don't, I didn't take like the feedback of that as if like I wasn't being fan centric. I just thought Murchison Mouse was, I actually like explained to him exactly what I'm saying to you. And mm-hmm. he still had a problem with it. And I can kind of get it because he wanted it in the first week because I was back and it was a Conan centric song, but yep. it just didn't work. It just didn't work out. He had the explanation. So I don't know why he tweeted it, but it is what it is. It was fine. He has and we tried great- to, and we still tried to play it today. So yeah, no, I mean, he has had great songs in the past. Some of them just, I mean, everyone, strikes out with a couple of them but uh i will say rock opera's wedding uh rock opera's song today was very very funny very it good. was just you know whenever there's those little like little hints when he's talking to like you know it's like why does this sound like shit and then he said like and the son and like and kelly sounding like this and, and things yes. like that i, I think i think it was great yeah it was i don't i wouldn't call it an all-time song but it, it's nice to hear a different name thrown in the mix i know he i know he sent them in the past but it's uh, it's definitely good, and I keep meaning to bring this up on the main show, but I, I keep on forgetting. Uh, it keeps slipping my mind. Is that I want to ha- I want to promote that 5K that Kirk yep. has signed up for in September yep. on the on the show, and I actually was was wanted to talk to you about kind of putting a link, perhaps on Minifan HQ, where people can just click on that to sign up. So, absolutely. Uh, when is that? When is that one again? I'm just blanking on the date. So we got some time. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a little bit away, but I I keep meaning to. I know it hasn't been mentioned on the uh, the main show, but so hopefully either Kirk hears this or you know we remember on Monday to bring it up. But I think that about does it for today. So anything else you want to say about? No, no I'm trying to think of anything else came up on the show that we missed that we could. Re- oh, why don't we? I can tease. To, so I've been wishy washy about this, so I apologize. But I want just because I. I didn't, oh, you know, right. we didn't yeah. know what they, I didn't know what there would be for content this week. And I wanted to 
get some other stuff out there. And so I want to do a, I guess we, I was calling it a listen along, but people are giving me shit about Twitter spaces. And so I'm trying to listen to people. If they think that's a dumb idea, I'll stream it live on YouTube and I'll do video on Twitter. But who wants, like, why do you want to just watch me sit there listening to something? You know what I mean? Like my thought was just give the audio, use it in an easy to use platform like Twitter spaces where somebody can, I think I can unmute people so they can like easily talk back. Yes. I've never used it before, but I, I hear, and I don't know. It's not, I'm not saying it's like the greatest platform in the world, but unless I did, if I do stream it on YouTube or Twitter video wise, they have to literally call me on Google voice. I feel like that would suck and nobody would call whereas spaces. They might like, they might just chime in randomly. No. Yeah. I, I think that spaces really would sound, would seem like a better place for it. We can just kind of pop in. Listen, yep. I don't think there's a lot of visual aspect in re-listening to an old episode because i think for the most part i mean you could you could go two three minutes without commenting on anything you're just Absolutely. Kind of sitting there yep so I'd, I'd be interested in seeing how it works out i mean tomorrow could just be a trial run i think once people realize that twitter spaces is actually very easy to use and it's actually perfect for things like this yeah it will definitely be something that you know, it's used. Nope. Yeah, yeah, we might, and we might want to use it. In the, yeah, to your point, we might want to use it in the future. We just got to try it once, see where it, see where it goes, and and go from there. Because I, I, I want those things too to be more. I guess you could call it like talk showy. Like, yes, we're going to listen, but if somebody wants me to stop, and then they want to make a point about that episode or make a point about anything, really, like I would rather just be kind of a call in talk show, just yeah. to make it interact. I've always had like a weird i think the watch-alongs of the world are like i get why people do them and they feel and sound like a good idea and then you go watch them and you're like this is it's, boring as shit it's tough you know? if you're not actively watching along yeah. like if, like i know it, but if you just take it like it looks so weird by itself because there would be like five minutes of you and me just staring at a screen correct yeah and, and the like, only one the only and i've said this and I, obviously we weren't on the show yet but like what they just did for the Bruins playoffs or the whole NHL playoffs, what Chicklets did with Grinelli and Borelli did it for Barstool. Like that was the best one I've ever seen. And I'm not just saying that to kiss their ass. Like they created storylines within that actual stream. Like they were between the two of them. So that worked out. But like I've watched like WWE, which is like a master of digital media. I've watched them do it. It's like boring as fuck. So it's like to think that me just sitting there like listening to a show and people want to see the visual of that. It seems absurd to me. So I say we try. Let's just commit to that. Let's try Twitter Spaces tomorrow morning, seven a.m. Eastern time. We're gonna go with the Moroso voicemail because at least it Love keeps it. kind of the, the July Fourth theme as well. Yep. Uh, you know what? I got Moroso's number, so I'll fucking call him on the, in the morning show and see if he, see what he's doing today. Uh, I'll call. I'll call Kirk. He won't answer. Mike said he might. You might be around if it, whatever. So we'll see how it goes. So. Uh, oh, I, I will say, so after the show today, when uh, I went to pull out, I hit a curb and I got a flat tire. Oh, so no. I was, I, was, I was changing a tire at Mike's house today and, you know, I'm going there tomorrow to get to get a new tire. But Oh, you didn't call, you did it, your, that was, that's uh, man stuff, right? You, you didn't call AAA? You did it no, yourself? No, I mean, I, I, I have AAA, but, you know, I was able to, I can put a donut on in a wow. couple minutes. So it's, uh, it is what it is. But yeah, I, it was pretty loud, and the, the crash was like, Mike was like, what the fuck did you just do? <laughs> so it was uh, very, very insightful. But, yeah, I think that about does it. Oh, the last thing. I keep saying the last thing. I know Kirk was talking about how there was, at the end of the show, he's like, I, I don't know if there's any barstool drama he's missing out on. I think the only thing he might have been referencing was Dana Beer's promoting another drink. Oh, yeah, pr promoting the Rub uh, Rubinov. Kind of, yeah. yeah, that was kind of going around. 
in the uh, I know I know I know Portland I talked about it and touched on it a little bit and I'm I sure. didn't so I I only saw like a couple of the tweets about it was that was that like real <laughs> you know what I mean like are we to assume that nobody at Barstow is is consuming any t- well I guess they just don't want you taking a picture with it maybe I mean, like, I'm sure they just don't want you taking a picture on it on the Fourth of July saying look what I just found yeah and it's a direct competitor with with uh, a probably one of the biggest sponsorships yeah in the company. I just so. don't know. Like, I, I almost figure, like, I remember in college, like, Rubinov was, was our go-to because it was, like, I don't know, $7 a handle yeah, or some yeah, shit yeah. like that. So I just figured that, like, that's more of a creative tweet in the sense of, like, I'm I'm showing you that, I don't know, like, it, you know what I mean? Like, he's mocking the drinking. I'm not going to say mocking drinking process, but, like, look what I just found. I haven't had this in 10 years. Or oh, whatever. Yeah, I know what that you, it, you know what I mean? As opposed to, like, a promoting of it. But either way, they always have a good time with that stuff. Even Wit had some good tweets going back at Dana. And I think the Pink Whitney account was, like, good morning to everybody but Dana Beers yeah. today or whatever. Yes. <laughs> so they have fun with that I, stuff. I think really. that was great. Yeah. So. That about does it. Uh, thank you, Dave, for joining me. You didn't have no to problem. do this, but you did. No, thanks for having uh, me. Trust trust meter went up a little bit. I'm not going to lie. No, good. Uh, thank you for doing this. And uh, thank you for everyone who's listening, watching, and we will talk to you on Monday.